Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to Nothing Impossible. Now, here are your hosts, Michael Calhoun and Travis Sheridan on News Radio 1120 KMOX. Welcome into our weekly show on KMOX about local innovation, Michael and Travis. And it's been a... Uh been a good week of innovation uh, in St. Louis. We had the the announcement, I guess it was about a week or so ago, of Observable Networks, a local St. Louis company that got acquired by Cisco. Cisco decided to buy them. Cisco, huge company, now going to have a St. Louis presence. Absolutely. And Arch Grants is just, um, is it iconic at this point in St. Louis? Let's call it iconic. I believe it's iconic. It's a magnet. It's had its impact. We'll put it that way. Sure. And so we're going to talk with the brand new executive director of Arch Grants about the program, its future, and what it means to St. Louis. And we're also going to update you uh, quickly on a item that we had a few weeks ago. I guess it's been a few months at this point, the Amron Accelerator. Yeah, they uh, just recently named, it's uh, Amron in partnership with Capital Innovators, just recently named their first class of uh, startups that got into that accelerator. Yeah, so this is basically Amron investing in startups to try to get uh, get in on the latest technology in the energy sector. And by the way, I should also throw in there, it's Amron, Capital Innovators, and uh, University of Missouri, St. Louis. We don't want to mm. leave out uh, UMSL, UMSL in, accelerate. In, that, in that equation. And then we're also going to bring you a little bit of uh, data when it comes to the tech scene in St. Louis. How many uh, workers are there? How many jobs are there? What's the matchup there? We'll get into that just a little bit as well. It's all ahead on Nothing Impossible on KMOX. Once again, your hosts, Michael Calhoun and Travis Sheridan on KMOX. All right, welcome back, Michael Calhoun. And Travis Sheridan. And a special guest in studio, the new chief at Arch Grants. I love Arch Grants. I, I do. And Arch Grants loves you. Uh, Travis, I would, I would think Arch so. Grants loves St. Louis. They have, and they could love me too. They've never given me any money, so if their love is, is probably not conditional, well, you've got to have performing. a startup, Travis. I, no, I so. Uh, I, here's what I always say whenever anybody mentions Arch Grants. It was such a critical data point in getting me to move from California to St. Louis, not because I wanted to apply for an Arch Grants, just the fact that it existed. It was like, all right, St. Louis is doing some things the right way. House. So that's that's why I love Arch Grants. I, I, I can say I personally just love you for that comment. So <laughs> we're, we're good. <laughs> no, I and actually, sorry, this is Emily Lozabush. Um, <laughs> but I think that's it's... Um, that I'll talk a little bit about why I came back, and our stories are somewhat parallel. <laughs> and you're the new executive director at Arch Grants. I am. And you're a St. Louis native? I am. So tell us a little bit about where, where you were and how Arch Grants uh, made its way into your life. Yes. Um, so I, um, like you said, Michael, I, I grew up in, in the St. Louis area um, and went to Wash U for undergrad and then left and went to Chicago. I think um, you left out an important educational. No, no we no? don't care. Oh, do I was going to ask the question. No, no. Okay, she's a WashU grad. We don't care about that. What happens before 
Before Washu. Before Washu. Okay. Do you want me to go there? I can do it. No, we're better than that. All right. We are better than that. Michael, I'm not going to be innovative here and not ask the question. We're not going to drag it down. Do you want to know where I went to elementary school? No. How about that? No, let's just go with Washu. Yeah. All right. Yes. Give Washu some love. All right. But you went to Chicago. So I did. I moved to Chicago. Didn't didn't really have any intention of coming back. It wasn't that I was dead set or not coming back. I just hadn't really thought about it. Um, left, went to Chicago, was there for um, almost 10 years, got my MBA while I was there and actually started my own small business and then went into the nonprofit and social sector world. Um, after a number of years there, I had an opportunity to move to D.C. Um, and was there for about a year. And what happened was we, um, my husband and I, as we started to think about um, the um, our kind of what we saw for our future, and we had a couple kids um, at the time, I think only one, but um, we were inclined to come back. Mm-hmm. We had fam- strong family ties here, very close with my family, but we couldn't quite find our way back. We'd been in these cities where, and we were both very passionate about our jobs, our careers, mm-hmm. our impact on the cities where we are, and so. Somebody, I was just talking to somebody here in St. Louis about that, and they made the comment, you should really go down to that. I don't remember the exact word they used, but they said the the downtown, they definitely didn't say urban core, but that's what they were uh, That's what they were inferring yeah. by that. So I, I did. I came down. We saw what was happening um, in the midtown, central west end, downtown mm-hmm. area. It was so exciting, and there's this, this energy and potential that was – it was like it just turned a switch for us. We were, that was what we wanted. We didn't know at the time anything about Arch Grants or Cortex or any of the names that were mm-hmm. involved there. Um, but we just knew that energy was us and what, something that we not only wanted to be part of benefiting from, but also if we could be part of building that, mm-hmm. that would be incredible. And so kind of my personal um, goal when I came back here and I was working remotely um, for, for a wonderful organization out of D.C. for a number of years. and But always in the back of my mind was, how am I going to become a part of that energy, of, of that excitement about the future of St. Louis? And so when this Arch Grants position came around, um, it just seemed like yes. <laughs> that's, Absolutely. That's, right. That is what I want to do. I Let's see it. Let's see if they agree. So. Well, it's it's interesting that you are so you're you're a boomerang, right? You I are, am. You're here, yes. and you left, and you came back, and there's so many people. We have we've had a. I think we could do a whole show just on the boomerangs that have been on this show, right? And I'm interested in. Do you regret leaving? I wonder if people when they regret leaving where, like in the leaving St. Louis in the first place, or what did you get from living in some of those other other places that maybe made you appreciate St. Louis more? I think so. I think I did not. I I never would have seen myself when I lived here as a huge advocate for St. Louis. <laughs> but as soon as I left, and especially, you know, you go up to Chicago, um, I, I felt this strong desire to always be, um, whenever I saw someone with a Cardinals hat, I would always get High so five. excited. Right, yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, get be out there. Um, and it's funny because I still have that intuition here, and there's a lot of people walking <laughs> around with Cardinals hats. Um, but... Um, but yeah, I think I think that being away from St. Louis was really important for me to figure out what it was that I valued, um, what, and then I mean, just kind of a personal note, there was a lot of career growth. I met my husband um, and um, really got into the career track that I'm on now. So I think coming back to St. Louis not only is wonderful because it feels like coming full circle back to kind of my roots, but also. I think I bring back with me some perspective that I wouldn't have had 
if I didn't leave. I, I always, I, I believe that, and I will not ask you your age, but between the ages of 28 and 38 is when people boomerang back to their homes. They've, uh, you, you've gained some world uh, experience, you've gained some career experience. Uh, you suddenly think, especially if you're in a place like DC or Chicago or New York, you're like, I might want to buy a house one day. I might want to have kids <laughs> and be near grandparents. Like there's all these life decisions, but you, and so it makes sense on paper to come back. But people will call you a fool. Like they'll say, "What well, you were living in these places? Why come back?" What has been, what has been people's reaction when you've said, "I've come back. This is where I de- I've decided to make my my life now." You know, I think um, I, it depends on who I'm talking to. Right. Um, I think when I was um, the 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 first thing that people always kind of say. Um, and I would I would say when I say people, I mean um, people when I was even in D.C. or Chicago mm-hmm. was, oh, that makes sense. You want to be close to family, which is absolutely true. Yeah. And, you know, um, the reason that St. Louis is on our radar. Um, but I think what's what is important, part of what our trance is trying to do and part of what I love is sparking that positive narrative that I also want to be out there to have to be able to respond to that question by saying, because St. Louis is is rebuilding this incredible um, cohort of, of entrepreneurs of this economy that wasn't there 10 years ago when I left, 12 years ago, a little bit even more, <laughs> but wasn't there when I left, is here now and is not only in the last several years has not only started and kind of started to take root, but is thriving. And I think changing when I think about changing the narrative, that's what I think about mm-hmm. is talking about St. Louis whether you come back, whether you're a transplant, whether you decide not to leave is where I'm staying here, not because it's where I'm from or where I um, my family's from, but because I want to be part of this incredible growth that's happening here. For people who aren't familiar, maybe, or who've just had like a passing, like you mentioned, you've got to learn T-Rex, Cortex, Arch Grants, oh, all sure. these different Throw organizations. Out there, right. Yes, yes. And so what should people know about Arch Grants? Yes. So... Arch Grants, we've been around for about five years now, um, which in the world of of what we do is actually a, a fairly long time. And we have some proven track record of we um, our goal is to attract and retain entrepreneurs to the St. Louis region. And we do that through a competition where we award fifty thousand dollar equity free grants to um, to some really promising, exciting businesses, companies that are looking to come to St. Louis and grow their business to scale their business. Um, And I think the key thing about Arch Grants that's really exciting for me is that we're looking for people with great ideas. And that resonates with me so strongly because then it's less about we want and we're going to do everything in our power to help our entrepreneurs succeed. But if they don't, what we want to do is attract people who are want to who have that kind of mindset that growth mindset to move to st louis and fall in love with the city as so many people have and just have at it right and then yeah start yeah, your let, second business cut them loose, start your right? third. Let them, exactly let them go. exactly well let's take a break and come back and get into that explosive growth right. we're talking with the new executive director of arch grants emily losa bush and the only question off limits where she went to high school we don't care we don't care. <laughs> it's irrelevant Sorry. at this point. Sorry, hey, St. Louisans, we don't care. We'll be back on Nothing Impossible. <laughs> we 
Welcome back. Nothing Impossible, KMOX, Michael Calhoun, Travis Sheridan, and Emily Losa Bush, the new executive director of Arch Grants in studio with us. So we uh, we learned a little bit about what Arch Grants is and why you were drawn to it and what your, your background is. Let's uh, spread out the crystal ball a little bit. Like, what's next for Arch Grants? Well, so on the... I'm going to preface this, and I, I feel like I can still do this because I am on day 10. Okay. <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm in officially in d- double digits, which is mm-hmm. exciting. Um, but I, it's a question that, of course, as soon as I got involved, my, I was asking myself, I was asking everybody I was talking to, is, is what's next and, and what's, what could this organization do going forward? And I think um, so in the very near term, what's next is – um, we have our, our cohort of finalists for this year that have just been selected and will be coming to town in mid-August to do their pitches. Um, from there, the 15 to 20 winners for this year will be selected, and that will be announced on November 3rd at our gala. Um, so that's kind of the the next few months is is pretty packed with the really exciting part. It's kind of a great time to come in. Um, and then beyond that, I think... What we've done over the past five years, um, and I say we, um, with the caveat, of course, that this was the people who came before me building this, but is build this um, this this buzz that that it sounds like you, Travis, were aware of that others, when they're coming back, whether they want to apply or not, um, are aware of. And I think it's incumbent upon us to continue to build that, so to continue to bring and retain the most exciting, biggest. Um, most innovative companies to St. Louis and then make sure that they're supported um, in the way that they can be to, to keep their companies here and to continue to grow here. It's always cool to see a headline in another city about Arch Grants yes. saying St. Louis is trying to steal our startups. Yes. And, <laughs> That's and a fantastic. we will continue to do it. Um, and I mean, I think this this most recent example um, with Observable Networks is yeah. another one that I can't take credit for, but I came in at a really wonderful time that that being a huge exit for an arch grants company and, um, and for people who aren't familiar an yes. exit and the significance of that. Sure. So um, this is um, and my apologies. My gosh, this was me like two months ago. To, <laughs> to, uh, some of these um, some of these terms. Um, so what uh, our trance it was, I believe, um, Uh, Several years ago, we funded an organization called Observable Networks, and they were just acquired by Cisco. Um, It just became public, I think, a a month or two ago. Um, But the great news about that is not only is that bringing Cisco to St. Louis for the first time, which is Because they're going to keep the jobs and keep the presence here. Yes. All of the positions, as far as we know and as far as anybody has been told, they're planning on keeping that all here in St. Louis. Um, And the... Observable Networks crew, who are, I think that you might have spoken to them mm-hmm, here, yeah. um, are just are just not only obviously geniuses and so smart and brilliant in their ideas, but are also huge advocates for Arch Grants, for St. Louis, for the model, for this idea, and more people talking about that. And I don't mean this just about, of course, I'd love them all to talk about Arch Grants, but more people just talking about St. Louis and the startup scene. Um the more people are going to hear that buzz and come here and seek St. Louis out or stay here. And that just that's not only for that doesn't only, of course, as as both of you are aware, but that doesn't only benefit 
the startup community, but then that starts to benefit. Then you have to have great restaurants around people. You have right. to have great places to live. You have to have um, great things for, for families with young kids. Um, I think that it this is a true example of that cliche, a rising tide raises all ships, but it, it's that seeing being able to witness that in 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 process or as it's at work is something I'm could not be more honored to be a part of. What's what I think is really cool about the observable networks uh success is that it was also a technology out of Washington University, right? So this is a an academic who found the opportunity to commercialize. Uh, so instead of going to just the pure, I'm doing research for research sake, I have an idea, there's a commercial application. Yes. I can grow an a, t- a team around that commercial ap- application or, and I can get some funding from Arch Grants, but also there were local investors who put money into, uh, into observable networks. And then some big dog like Cisco says, I like what you're doing, kid. Not really a kid, but uh, we're going to buy your company, and uh, and they're retaining the jobs here. And those investors uh, and the founding team uh, has a hopefully some sort of financial windfall that we will see. It's almost always the case that gets reinvested back into the community mm-hmm. again. If you look at uh, what David Carandish has done uh, w- through the exit of Answers dot com. Uh, he has become a very not just philanthropic, but also an investor in the community, and uh, and, and that's to create the self sustaining ecosystem. Right, we right? we have to have mm-hmm. these these ecosystems, and I know that we've been chomping at the bit for this to happen, uh, but it it takes this build up. It's a wave, right? It takes right. this build up, and I will say that Observable is not going to be the last. We will see others that will continue. We had while it was. The financial terms weren't disclosed. We had EQ, uh, you know, mm-hmm. Kelly Hamilton's, uh, you know, tech publication that was acquired by uh, was uh, was Longfoot and yes. Long Neck Longfoot. and Thunderfoot. Yeah, yeah. always L and T. Were they an Arch Grants recipient they as were. well? Yes, that's, that's an Arch Grants recipient that acquired a St. Louis company Absolutely. and is retaining that talent here. They so, probably knew about St. Louis because of Arch Grants, honestly. Right. Yeah. Probably some part of the reporting that. Uh, Kelly did through EQ. <laughs> so Absolutely. Well, and yes. Yeah. And then and then what an I ecosystem. just spoke to yeah. them. Exactly. I mean, that is, <laughs> could, can't see or can't, couldn't visualize anything, but it's more of an ecosystem. Right. Um, yeah. And I think even, and I think that's a great point about even just the fact that the WashU um, connection, of course, mm-hmm. um, I was just meeting with one of our past winners the other day, uh, Less Annoying CRM, which I'm not sure if you're aware of that. Um, company, but that's and one of the things that's so exciting. They have they're keeping their business here, they're growing their business here, and they are hiring not only WashU grads but others from. I mean, they they're having a huge hiring boom right now, and are actually one of the things that he um that I was meeting with them about is how do we continue that cycle where we're um, not only not only kind of just as because WashU creates and all these other schools, SLU and, and here, so and all of the other great institutions we have here create this great talent. And how do we make sure that the entrepreneurs know about that mm-hmm. and are coming here partially because that's a great benefit to them? But also, how are we making sure that the schools that that we have or the resources that we have here are also feeding our own entrepreneurial e- ecosystem. Mm-hmm. And so I think what's so wonderful about that type of example is that our entrepreneurs are now thinking about, because it only benefits them as well, right? How do we get more of the people who are going to come up with great ideas out of these institutions to do it here? Mm-hmm. It's a it's, it's an exciting time. It is. Are you, <laughs> have you gotten much sleep over the last 10 days? You know what? I no. I mean, I have I have a one year old and a five year old also. Okay, I, haven't, sure. I haven't gotten much sleep for several years. <laughs> um, but no, I I think 
this has been the past 10 days. It's been a whirlwind, as I'm sure you can both imagine. But um, has the way that this community has embraced me, I think, is a parallel to how, from what I understand, the community has embraced our entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. That one of the things that I keep hearing time and time again is that people in St. Louis, business leaders, um, will take your meeting. And I've experienced that and I have, you know, and for me, it's it's not it's it's not so much an investment opportunity, but it's just people want to know who you are, what you're doing, why you're doing it. The fact that the two of you reached out to me and actually want to hear about why St. Louis, why I did that, that is something that you can't get just anywhere. That embrace of we want you to be successful here and we're going to help you do that and we will actively be out there with you waving the flag. Well, this might be a humble brag, but. How many big news talk radio stations and cities have a, a weekly show dedicated to local innovation? I know the best one. <laughs> uh, I want to. I want to. I want to parallel. Uh, look at a, a, a contrast. So you mentioned how supportive St. Louis is. Yes. Uh, that people will take your calls. That the there are philanthropists here that help support great yep. organizations. Uh, but we are we are a city uh, within a state that maybe isn't as supportive of all of the initiatives mm-hmm. um, and we have we've talked a few times on the show about the changes at the Missouri Technology Corporation and, and the lack of funding and I we understand that Governor Greitens has uh, put a, a task force together mm-hmm. to maybe look at what a 2.0 might be but how important is is the state to be engaged in things like arch grants yeah so I think um, from my perspective the important and I take a a slightly, I would say, more optimistic viewpoint on that in that I think what's important for the state is that the state recognizes the impact in the economic sense that not even not just organizations like Arch Grants, but this entire ecosystem um, can have and can make on the state. And I at this point am I, I still optimistically say that I do think that that even the fact that the Innovation Task Force is in place, mm-hmm. that they're going doing this kind of roadshow around the state, um, that the fact that that is happening is indicative to me that there is a value. Maybe Greitens wants to do something different, something that he sees uh, a, another way to do this. But Arch Grants will definitely make sure we continue to be part of that conversation. Um, and um, I I think that shows like this that venues like this where you can talk about that and make sure that it's um it's very clear to everybody what the benefit is to not just the city of St. Louis but not just the region but to the entire state of having these hubs mm-hmm. um to to build um to build the economy I guess there's a little bit of a repeal and replace going on with Missouri Technology Corporation <laughs> so we'll see what happens there well, um no I think that I I I am I'm optimistic about what that and I think the other part for our trance is that there's so much support at the local level, even among um, our supporters, our funders. And um, so I I have no doubt that we're in it for the long haul. What has been the and I know it's only been 10 days, Mm -hmm. but what's been the coolest part about this? I mean, have you just kind of sat down and been like, I want to dig into all these companies. They're all doing (laughs) such cool things, inventing things and services and products and has that just been awesome to just dig into all of these oh, startups? Yeah. Even the ones who maybe didn't even make the cut looking back and saying, geez, these are all great. Oh, absolutely. I mean, just to see the ideas and the the caliber of ideas and the thought that's gone into it. I've also had the 
um, privilege of sitting in on some of the interviews. We do some kind of preparation interviews with our finalists before they come in for pitch day. And I've just been blown away at the not only just the concept, but the the caliber of people that are responding to this. I mean, we having hundreds of, of entrepreneurs um, actively saying, this is why I've done the research. I've done the the background I need to do. And this is why St. Louis is the place for my company is is unbelievable. To, I mean, I, I and it's, it's just it makes me so proud to be part of this. And then I would say the other part of it has just been digging in with the team, both um, the Arch Grants team from the board and the staff who are all just really smart, strategic people that are thinking about how what's the best way that we can do what we do. And then just the community in general. Um, like I said, everybody has been so embracing of of me um, and I hope that continues past my honeymoon period. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks so much for joining us today. Sure. We, uh, welcome to uh, the startup and innovation ecosystem here in St. Louis. We're glad to have you on the team. Happy, happy to be here. And by the way, there's still a lot of work to do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but yeah, it's going to be yeah. great. But it's going to be great work, right? <laughs> I mean, if there wasn't, yeah. yes. If ten days in, I was like, oh, we've got this. We're done. We've got yeah. this covered. Be kind of, it'd be a boring, a boring job. And so, so. for our listeners, it's still archgrants.org, right? It is to get all kinds of information. Absolutely, and we hope to see many of you at the the gala in November. All right, Emily, thank you again, and keep us up to date. We love hearing about archgrants. Happy, happy to come back whenever you'd like. We'll hear more about local innovation after the break as Nothing Impossible continues on KMOX. Get the latest from the Cardinals from manager Mike Matheny on the Safe GM Country Mike Matheny Show, Sundays at 1015, exclusively on your home for best Cardinals coverage, KMOX. And now, back to Nothing Impossible. Once again, your hosts, Michael Calhoun and Travis Sheridan on KMOX. Welcome back, Michael and Travis, with you. And let's talk about the job market in St. Louis when it comes to tech careers and just generally about uh, the migration in and out of tech and other professionals in St. Louis. I talked with Tom Ray, a first vice president at CBRE. They do this big national survey big national study comparing different cities. How does St. Louis shape up? Here's what Tom has to say. The report uh, essentially creates two different brackets, a large tech talent market and a small uh, tech talent market. And St. Louis was very, uh, we were really happy to see St. Louis was included in the large tech talent market, which includes uh, markets such as Seattle, San Francisco, obviously, Austin, Washington, D.C., Boston. And so it was, it was great to see St. Louis be included in that bracket which is uh, more than 50,000 technology employees. What are the factors that went into that, or what are the different um, data points that you look at when you do this ranking? The report uh, ranks uh, CBRE 35th. So of all the markets in the country, this particular report focuses on the top 50 markets, and they gave St. Louis a score of 35.44 and a ranking of 35. And so as, as, a, as part of that ranking, they looked at the number of employees, they looked at the number of educational degrees attained, and they looked at, at growth uh, as, I think, the, the three primary factors in that. Other things in here, I see uh, lifestyle-type things like rent, apartment rent, mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. So what are some of the other factors that were looked at, I- even maybe lease rate, if you were trying to attract companies to come here? Sure. One of the things that the report 
shows really clearly is that St. Louis's low cost of living and low cost of doing business really makes it very competitive relative to these other 50 markets for businesses to relocate to or if they already have a presence here to grow their technology side here in St. Louis versus other markets. What else do you think is of interest in this? One of the things that caught my eye was the level of technology degree completions that we have in St. Louis. And it seemed to me that that to the extent that we increase that number through our great universities and community colleges that we have here in St. Louis, that that's going to help drive technology job growth over the long term. You know, as I'm scrolling through, I'm also noticing brain drain or brain gain uh, and the number of tech degrees given in the region versus the number of jobs that were added in St. Louis uh, comes up negative, 26 about 2,600 jobs. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Certainly that negative number is concerning, and I think the way that we overcome that is by increasing our number of technology degree completions. I think that what you see in other markets, uh, if you look back to where Boston was 10 to, to 20 years ago, the larger the pool of technology employees you have, the more jobs you're going to have. But, but definitely one needs to lead with the employees and the jobs will follow. And I think we're going to see the same thing here in St. Louis. I'd love to see that technology degree completion number be well in excess of 10,000 people. And what do you think might also be behind in the next figure on the next page, the number of uh, the amount of millennial population? And just about all of these markets are growing, except for a handful of them. And St. Louis has the biggest decline in millennial population, down 5.3%. You know, what struck me about that was that the St. Louis economy is doing so well, despite that number, which one, it's only 5%, which is a fairly small number to start with. But it shows to me that there's an opportunity for some low-hanging fruit, that if we can trim that rate of growth, that, that rate of negative growth, even from 5% down to, to 2%, that I think we, it would really help our economy over a 5- to 10-year period. And as soon as we can just shift that 5% of loss to 3% of growth, I think it's going to have some really positive numbers. What do you or think? Some really positive effects for us. What might be behind that? Because it says the U.S. average is 4.6% growth. And really, if you're not at the average or not with your peer cities, even if you're growing a little bit, you're really not growing in comparison. And St. Louis is one of the few negative cities in this metric. I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that St. Louis's technology development, which is so closely tied to the millennial population, is a relatively recent development for us. And so I think that over time, that as we continue to grow our tech sector, we're going to see less and less of that both brain drain side and millennial drain side as well. But I do think it's going to take time for us to, to catch up with it. And, uh, and I, but I certainly think that we have the right foundation in place. All right. So talent and millennials uh, stood out. Talent, we are on par with cities like Boston. That's great. I think it's a, it's a, it's a good indicator for St. Louis. But losing millennial talent is something we should keep our eye on, uh, especially if other people are gaining and significantly and we're losing even insignificantly. That's a, that's a pretty wide gap. And let's uh, shift gears right now and go to the Ameren Accelerator. A little bit of a follow-up on a previous segment on the show, I think back in April when they first announced this. Michael, you had a chance to talk to Brian Dixon, the Chief Operating Officer of Capital Innovators. Let's take a listen. We have constructed a first-of-its-kind partnership in the world where we paired with a leading energy corporation in Ameren, the University of Missouri statewide system, UMSL Accelerate, and Capital Innovators, a top-ranked business accelerator for four years in a row to develop the future of the clean energy solutions through startups. And so this program is something where we 
throughout applications, we received over 200 companies that applied from 31 countries in 23 states. We have done our due diligence on those businesses and combed them down to the top seven that will be participating in our program. Tell me about some of these companies. Yeah, absolutely. So the seven companies that we've selected, we have two from St. Louis. We have two from actually outside the country, one from the UK and one from Canada. We have another one from Madison, Wisconsin. And we have another one from East Lansing, Michigan. And to run you through and talk to you about each of the companies, we've selected a company called Blossom. And Blossom is a tool for businesses to connect and gather data to control their resources remotely. So this can help Ameren become more intelligent on the Internet of Things and the smart grid. Uh, another company that we selected is called Hyperion Sensors. And they've developed a substation-hardened distributed fiber optic sensor for high voltage assets, allowing them to become intelligent. So in other words, they're enabling the internet of things, again, within the smart grid to make it more intelligent. Uh, a company out of Chicago that we selected, Omega Grid, this is a market software that removes the revenue risk of distributed generation of utilities. It encourages energy investment by property owners and enables access to lower rates for everyone. So those Ameren customers can lower their rates. Hopefully, if this technology continues to develop and it's something that Ameren can successfully implement. Uh, another company out of Madison that we selected is Rebate Bus. This is a platform for utility programs to deliver instant incentives online. And so you, you don't have to go and wait and fill out these long, incentive-based programs for consumers. If you're purchasing light bulbs or other things that have energy incentives, you can get them instantly. Uh, another company out of St. Louis that we selected is called SensorTrex. Now, this is a former Arch Grant company, and this company is an industrial analytics application focused on using industrial data to improve uptime, performance, and reliability on the manufacturing and industrial systems, and they're going to be applying their technology to the energy space. Uh, a company out of East Lansing, Michigan that we selected is called Switch Source. This company provides equipment solutions for electric distribution companies that make the grid more resilient and efficient while supporting the integrations of more distributed generation. And finally, our last company that's coming out of the UK is called Wi-Fi Plug. And this is a consumer products company that turns, I guess, dumb plugs into smart plugs, in a sense. And it learns the routines, making your life easier, saving you money on your energy bills. And so you can plug this plug into any existing plug within your home, and you can control it using voice. So things like Siri, Alexa, and Google. And it's actually the only smart plug in the world to offer an open source API for developers. And so these are seven solid companies that we've selected, and we're really excited to work with them over the course of our 12-week program. And when it comes to uh, utility companies like Ameren uh, getting involved like this, uh, investing in startups, it, are there any other utility companies, any other programs like this in the country, or is uh, this kind of a trailblazing thing for Ameren? This is definitely a trailblazing thing. It has never been done before. And what's really exciting is uh, when Capital Innovators and our partners came together, we really wanted to figure out how can we start to work on a corporate accelerator program, something I'm calling an enlightened accelerator, where we're focusing on these big impact issues that really need innovation to carry us into the future. And so for Ameren to take that step forward and say, let's do this in energy. Energy is such a massive impact issue that affects everyone across the globe. And so being the first person and to develop this first of its kind partnership is really great on Ameren's part. And it really shows that they're very forward thinking in their space. All right. So we'll be watching to see what happens with these energy companies that Ameren's invested. It's been a high energy day. Energy companies, a high energy person like Emily talking about a high energy organization like Arch Grants. We are high energy on this show. Let's keep the energy going in St. Louis. We'll be back to talk about more local innovation next week. Take care. 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 